Hello and welcome everyone to the Break Time Podcast. Here we just kind of chill and talk about whatever interests us. We'll start somewhere and see where it takes us. I'm Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by my two good friends, uh, er- Jake and Eric. I'm going to say it in that order because Jake is next in the hosting thing. So actually, that means that every time I say it, that I'll always say Jake and Eric, actually. Yes. Does that mean I should say Ryan and Jake? Uh, you can do whatever you want. I'm... I have some idiosyncrasies about myself that I just like, well, it just seems like it, it like orderly, like kind of compulsive things. Does that I mean I should remember your names? That that sounds like it'd be pretty valuable, yeah. Okay, I'll work on it. That that sounds, I mean, I mean, we've been doing, this is the 15th episode that we've done, and we've known each other for longer than that. Yeah, I mean, I usually have notes in front of me, so. Really? Yeah, You're it like, helps. Uh, on our on our little screen with all of us there, you have to have like post its above each of our heads. Yeah, I have a little. Like, yeah, yeah, I have a little post it that says that says one with the collar, Eric, one with glasses, undistinguishable. Not a <laughs> so true <right>. hint. <laughs> you have to put a post. <laughs> Those are my only two notes I have. So. I I work out who's Ryan throughout the show. I see. I mean, I feel like it should be pretty easy. I mean, Eric and I sound pretty different from each other, so. Mm. Are you sure about that? Is that was that you trying to imitate me? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was was it, did it sound like it? I don't, I I don't know. It sounded like it sounded like you were trying to make your voice like a slight bit deeper, like you were trying to imitate someone. Yeah, who would even try to imitate Ryan, right? Yeah, who would even try to imitate Ryan, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Nice. So anyway. <laughs> Now that our host has abandoned any attempt at making a topic, tell me, what are your favorite ice cream flavors, you two? I love chocolate chip. Cherry's Jubilee. Cherry's Jubilee. I don't know. Baskin Robin. That's a tough question, because I like a lot of ice creams. I don't know if I'd be able to point out a favorite. You wouldn't even, you you wouldn't be able to point out, like, not even when you were a kid? I don't know, because, like... It depends on my mood, I guess, because, you know, I'm everywhere from like, oh, I like Oreos and wait a minute. I think I know there's um back when we were in university, there was a little uh, ice cream shop there. I think we went to there sometimes. Uh, what's it called? Mission Street Creamery. Yeah, they're good. I like them. We went there. I, I, um, I, the, the, the main thing that I remember doing is refusing to eat something that Jake did not want to eat because he's gluten-free, and then I felt really bad because I was all like, oh, God, what if he thinks I'm some kind of jerk now? Um, but Wow, you have a I high was... opinion of my memory. I don't remember that happening. <laughs> well, you see, what I even was everything could possibly. It was like you had got like a piece of waffle cone in whatever you ordered, and then I was like, I don't want it yet, and then you're like, oh, not yet, and then you like went off and gave it to someone else, and then I realized, oh, wait, He's gluten free. He took he gave he was trying to give it away, and I just like gave, I just like sort of left it on his plate for him, and I was like, uh oh, uh, I forgot. Shoot, am I a bad friend now? Wow, I can't believe uh, you reminded me. You're a bad friend. Yes, I have been harboring a grudge this entire time. No, that's why I haven't bothered why? to learn your name. Mission Hill Creamery, not Mission Street Creamery. Mission Street Barbecue, Mission Hill Creamery. Yeah, that and ice cream I'm- shop was good. Yeah, there was like a certain flavor of ice cream there that I really liked because it essentially just had everything that I liked in it. It was like a, a vanilla or a sweet cream ice cream that had like Oreo and peanut butter cup or peanut butter and then chocolate and caramel in it. And I was like, man, this is like really indulgent, but this is the thing that I really Was that liked. one called like the Cookie Monster or am I remembering wrong? 
I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'm, I'm looking, trying to find it right so now. I feel like I my remember... old roommate ordered that one. Some one of the ice cream shops in Santa Cruz also had a 420 flavor, which was a, was like very similar to just like a giant, super indulgent, everything is in here kind of flavor mm. of ice cream. And I don't remember if it was this place or a different place that I can't remember the name of. I think it was Feral. No, wait, Feral's maybe. Yeah, there's I something. Know. I think there's Ferrell's and Marianne's, maybe. I um, don't actually remember going to ice cream with you guys. We got. Did we I, went was there. I, was I there? Um, well, it was our entire. Remember the trip? We were just talking about this off camera, where we had like the Sonic was movie this, this get together, Sonic? right? I that we was an to... entire thing. We did a whole bunch of stuff. We had we had like did dinner. We we, did we have dinner first? Or I know we, we yeah. had dinner. We had. I thought those we were had, two we different went... trips. I thought we saw the Sonic movie, and I thought there was also a trip where we had dinner and then we had ice cream. No, those were the same trip. That was everyone. So we had like a table for eight at that Thai place that's really good. And I don't remember if we saw the movie first. I think we saw the movie after we ate. And, I think it was or, before. No, I yeah. So we, we watched the movie first and then we went to the Thai place. And mm. then after that, we walked down the street and went to Mission Hill Creamery. Yeah. we. It was an entire thing. And yeah, that was I, a nice time. It was fun, and I'm pretty sure I mostly organized it, I think. I think. Nice. It makes sense. I'm the, I'm, I'm the leader of the group. Or something. I remember the thigh place and the Sonic thing, but I don't Wait, remember the ice cream. Did you just say thigh place? What? Did you just Th- say thigh place? Yes. Uh, it's pronounced thigh, Eric. Thigh. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, thigh place. That's it's where you a, order thighs. Yeah. Yeah. I love ordering it's like, thighs. It's like Wingstop, but for thighs. It's yeah, that's like called thigh stop. Uh-huh. That's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's actually a real thigh thing. place. No, that's not where we went to. A, we went to a Thai place. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Thigh place. <laughs> but no, keep your keep your weird preferences to yourself, Harry. <laughs> Ignore me, anyways. <laughs> yeah, at that ice cream place, also... I think I got a Turkish coffee. It was quite good. You could mm. get avocados there too, and they were really nice. Just to make sure we're talking about the same ice cream place. This is the one that had Guy Fieri on their wall, right? Or they had pictures of him? They had a giant mural on the wall with lots of famous people in it. So there's a solid chance that Guy Fieri was in it. Yeah. I guess. Okay. I think we're talking about the same one. Yeah. I don't remember going into there. Maybe I didn't get, maybe I didn't order ice cream. Maybe not. Maybe Eric wasn't invited. He was definitely there. I was there. Yeah, we, he watched the movie with us, and we ate there, and we had food. I felt like we some people left cream. early. I don't think so. I think everyone stayed. I think everyone tagged along until it was just really? time for everyone to go. Yeah. Everyone ate dinner. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then I remember distinctly that I actually miscounted because someone said something. I think it was Jake's fault. Oh, bummer. <laughs> and uh, uh, I forgot to count one person, and so we had to add. And it was like it was no big deal, but at the same time, like it's kind of an inconvenience if it's like, oh no, actually I miscounted. There's actually like X amount of people instead of that minus one, and oh, you're like, I actually do remember that we had a had a chair at the end of the table. Yeah, we had to add another chair. But that place is really good. Mm. I mean, I've gone there multiple times, and it's always good. Yeah, it was and nice. Usually I'm not. Continue. Yeah, usually I'm not a huge fan of thigh places. 
Um, yes. I five I'm saying it wrong. What is it? Die. Tie. 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 You're doing T- great, Eric. <laughs> t- t- think of it like the the neckwear. What do you call the neckwear that you wear at like a formal event? Uh, what? Ne- a bow tie. <laughs> Take away the bow. <laughs> tie. That's how you. That's how you pronounce it. Um, I know that there's a th needed, there, but the h help. is silent. I need some help. I need a lot of help. You're doing your what best. Was say, what was I saying? I don't know. We're talking about the thigh place. The thigh place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Usually, now it sounds like you're saying thigh with a T. No, I'm saying it to make fun of you, though. Yeah, it was strictly <laughs> offensive. Hey, no. That, poking fun, not offensive. It was an offensive move. I, I you could take guess, offensive yeah. moves and defensive moves. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, the thigh place. What was I saying about the thigh place? I wouldn't oh, know yet. I, it. I did it again. Yeah. <laughs> but the... I guess we know what's on Eric's mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't how this is supposed to go. I thought I thought Ryan was the horny one here. I wait, what? How am I why am I the horny one? Ooh, is that a bullet point to add to my notes? What? Wait yes. a minute. Yeah, okay, right I'll add it right now. What is, why, what, <laughs> what, what would have give, tipped you off that I'm the horny one? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> mm, Anyways. Okay. Yes, Ryan. Okay, yes. What? Right. I, I know your names now. Okay, go on. Yes, I was talking about the bow tie. The tie place. Yes. <laughs> this is terrible. I hate this. Yeah, the tie place. Usually I'm not a huge fan of Thai food. It's like the 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 spice they use for like pad thai is like very unique to oh, Thai yeah. food. Pad where, thai. Yeah, usually like the spice they use is very unique. <laughs> and it's something it's it's like a little strong to me for some reason compared to like other like just like regular spicy from like the pepper or something. But first I like this thai place. No, I did it again. Bow thai. Thai. <laughs> Yeah, I love their it's curries time. there. I really like yeah. <laughs> many of their curries there. They're all quite good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that is And one of our uh, co-workers' friends' uh, orders that he shared with us was a papaya salad, and he ordered it very spicy. And I'm like, I want to know. And I ate it, and I was dying. And then they were just like eating it like it was not a big deal at all. And I'm like, damn, superhuman. I don't even think I touched it. I think it was on the other side of the table. It was pretty powerful stuff. It was right next to me. The, it was tough because it tasted lovely, but, like, I was dying. And they were laughing at me. Hmm. Are people who like spicy food masochistic? Uh, well, no. no. If they like the pain, if they if they feel pain from it, maybe. But if it's just like, ah, yes, I like, you know, the way it feels. Not necessarily painful, but just, like, the, the taste of it or the... Something like that? See, I don't like, think that's necessarily masochistic. Speaking from experience, it's more like, see, I like spicy food. but um, I do too. If you regularly eat spicy food, whatever level you eat spiciness of becomes not very spicy food if you just eat it regularly. So I think that a lot of people just slowly escalate their spice tolerance. Because, like, I've definitely had years where I ate a lot of very spicy food, where I had a much higher spice tolerance than I do now. That's interesting, because I'm not a fan of spicy food. Mm-hmm. It's hard to eat, it makes you cry and sweat. 
but I have one friend who can. So there's there's a spice we like to go to called ramen nagi, and you can adjust how much spiciness you want in your ramen. I like a I like a nice one on my spice. It's just a little bit to feel something, but not that noticeable. And maybe like every few bites, you know, ooh, that's a little hot. I'll rest for a bit. He gets a ten. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get a one. He gets a ten, and I don't know bit. how he. Yeah, their their spiciness level at ramen nagi goes up I'm, to ten. It's insane. I'm, I'm just surprised by one spicy. Ooh, that's a bit hot. I gotta take a break. <laughs> just kind of seems like a weird thing to me. Cause I don't know, it's it's a very odd. Th- I mean, well, the way I'm picturing it is that I mean, you, you, you get a little bit of that zero, spice. I suppose. I guess you could also get a zero, but also I feel like you know a little bit of spiciness adds to it. But the the image I have in my mind of ooh, that's a bit hot. I got to take a break. Is you like pushing the bowl and like sitting for five minutes while like you just kind of take a little break and then you start eating again? Not like know. that. More like. Like, usually when you eat, you, like, eat for a bit and stop, usually, right? Kind of like yeah. that. Just, like, take a breather, drink a little bit of water, and go back to eating. He's just, my, my friend is just downing a level 10 spicy ramen like it's nothing. And he doesn't even feel a thing. If I was eating that ramen, I'll be, like, sweating. Death. So, I would be dead. I'll be sweating so much. One of my other friends does it, too, when he eats spicy. Yeah. Like he just sweats profusely from his forehead. He needs, like, a... T- he needs his entire table's napkins just to wipe all the sweat away. <laughs> because of how reactive. Because of how that much moisture inside him. <laughs> he is a moist boy, I guess. Moist. That's very gross. I'm not say moist boy ever. <laughs> but yeah, it's certainly like a thing where you build tolerance to, and different people like just like the feeling of it being spicy, and then just progressively eat spicier and spicier things. Um, like, I mean, I, I eat, like, a good amount of sriracha, like, every single day, because I love the taste of sriracha, and to me, sriracha is just, like, not spicy anymore. Yeah, I don't think it's spicy either. I, I do think sriracha is too spicy for me. Hmm. I think that, that's probably, like, the level I, like, the level before sriracha is probably what I'd be comfortable with. Like, kimchi. I don't know, to me, all levels are just more or less sriracha. Everything just has a... Yeah, you can measure everything in sriracha. sriracha. If it's 100% sriracha, that's spicy. If it's 1% sriracha, it's mild. So wait, you mean mean to say that sriracha is your maximum? Like you won't won't go above the sriracha level? Oh no, I'm just saying that like if sriracha is too spicy, your solution is to put in less sriracha. Ah, to dilute Uh it a little bit. (laughs) Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess this is, I don't know. I don't know what to say next. I didn't think of a topic, but... Come on, host. I mean, come on. Yeah, come on. Well, Look at me. I didn't I, have I, I'm, always, I'm always organized with my host. Okay. I always have the thing topic. is that you don't have to come in with a topic, though. You mm. can just be all like, let's just talk about whatever. We just spent a bunch of time talking about ice cream, and somehow we ended on sriracha and spicy stuff. So that's Yeah, that's cool. fine, too. But I like having a topic to stay organized. This yeah, but first, like, hey, you know, first, we'll start. Well, what did I say in the intro again? We'll start somewhere and see where it takes us. That's that's in the intro. We do that. <laughs> that's what happened. We ended uh, up yes. in a really weird place. Whoa. Yes, I remember saying that too last week. 
Yeah. And also, well, in the case of the topic episodes, even then, things just kind of went <laughs> somewhere else anyway. <laughs> Talk about whatever the fuck you want. So, do topics actually matter? I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, Bridgerton's drive. Oh yeah, that is a thing that is inst- that, that happened. She's in Strive now. Yeah. Yes. Yo-Yo and boy she- is now Yo-Yo girl. Yeah. I mean, I don't really... The thing is, is that I, I honestly... When I was watching that breakdown video in the trailer, I felt nothing. Because I was just like, uh, yeah. And that mainly has to do with just, like, my opinions. With my, my feelings over mm-hmm. Guilty Gear Strive in general. Where nothing... I've gotten to the point where, like, you know, nothing to me is all that interesting. And so I kind of... It doesn't elicit any emotional feelings in me, I guess. Uh, I'm happy to see Bridget, because I like Bridget. Uh, I tried pretty hard to play a lot of Bridget in uh, Plus R, and it didn't quite stick. And I like Bridget's theme in Plus R. I like Bridget's design in Plus R. I like Bridget's theme and design a lot in Strive. I think they're cool. I do um, like Bridget's sorry. idle animation in this game, though. It's just, it's such a refined version of her original idle stance in, She's just in grooving. the X2 games. Yeah, it's great. And it, it looks so good. I don't know, I, there's something about it that just looks so amazing, and I love that that's in there. It's probably, like, I don't care about any other animations. That's the only animation that matters that's to the me, the fact that you. that's there. Yeah, that's nice. it. That's my favorite animation in all of Strive currently, because it's just, it's just like... Who would have thought that just a character would just be doing a little tiny, like, shuffle dance in their idle state? <laughs> just grooving. Yeah, it's great. God, my favorite thing about Bridget is how she just, like, occasionally reminds you that she's just a murderous bounty hunter, psychopath. Yeah, you know. It's like, wouldn't you like some extra bloodshed with your beating? It's like, God, you're a <laughs> creepy child. Is, is she a child she... still? <laughs> Wait, is that what she actually says? Yeah, one of her because she's a bounty hunter, right? So one of her actual lines that she says in she says it in that ver- in the English version, but of also you know same thing Japanese. It's a translation. Um, so well, yeah, one of her lines is where she says it in a very delightful voice. Would you like some extra bloodshed with your beating? And and she just <laughs> says that to a lot of characters. Yeah, I mean, sure when, coming from Plus R, where I don't speak the language of most of the voice lines, it's like uh, every once in a while you learn something new, but. Yeah, it really is obvious with some of her voice lines that it's just like, hey, I'm here to remind you that I'm a murderous bastard. Yeah, my freaking yo-yo has gun, has a freaking revolver barrel in it. Same magical technology as a soul's gun lighter. It's actually not. It's the... Bridget's yo-yo is not one of the outrages. Of the outrages, there are like three that are unknown, but of there are several that are currently in use. The fire seal, or the... I forget the... Fuenken in Japanese, the fire seal, is the one that is the basis for Seoul's current weapon. I believe it's the junkyard dog mark something, or it could not be... It may not be that anymore. I don't know. Uh, the thunder seal, or the huraiken which is the sword that Kai is using again because the Magnolia Eclair broke in Exard. And then you have the Zesen, which is the wind fans that Anji uses, and they amplify his wind magic. And those are the ones that... You gotta really hand it to this weapons maker who's like, okay, we made a sword, cool. Magical item that uh, makes fire, so it's like a weird arson weapon. Okay, okay. Let's make a fan next. 
Yeah, well, Soul is the one who made the outrager, so it's it's on him. I don't Soul's know why weird, dude. Hey, yeah, or should I say Frederick? Frederick Bolsara. Frederick Balsamic. Bolsara. You know, you know, Freddie Mercury's real name is Farouk Bolsara, yeah. and you know, Freddie Frederick, and uh, uh, so essentially, uh, in the Guilty Gear universe, old bad guy is just what if Freddie Mercury was in the future and could use yeah. fire magic. What and if Freddie Mercury was like a magic sci-fi scientist? That's what Guilty Gear is. Yeah. So, I mean, that just shows how much like that. I can't believe Guilty Gear is just a Freddie Mercury fan fiction. It is. It's all just a Freddie Mercury fan fiction. Everyone is a char- every character as far as I can tell is based on, or has a name or something that is based off of some uh, has some musical reference in it. So yeah, that's what the entire... It's just... Uh, it's Guilty Gear is just a giant world that is just a constant battle of the bands just happening. <laughs> yeah. Where every character represents a band. Really a time to be alive? Having a good time, having a good time. Well, yeah... We I don't know if we should I'm not I would as much as I would love to sing that song uh, we might get struck for it so let's let's probably not. Oh well, copyright struck. If you're if you're if your singing is good enough, then we're going to get destroyed by copyright. Yeah, that'll be like a compliment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but then also it's a strike on our account, and we can't. In the episode, we'll have to be taken down or something so as much as i would like to as much as you'd like to receive the compliment there's consequences for the compliment (laughs) as much as i would like to receive the compliment and also sing on the podcast yes unfortunately we cannot do that or we could just like just not have it on youtube and just have it somewhere else we could we we are on all of your favorite podcasting platforms after all Mm. so we can just not have it on youtube we still missed out on our karaoke that one day. Yeah, but also it was late, and we had to make a reservation, and uh, we were already there after <laughs> And then closing. we just didn't. We <laughs> didn't do that, yeah. But we, we'll, we can do it one day when when the world, when, we, when we're able to, once we have the ability to venture out into the world and meet up again. Once we're all within 100 miles. Yeah, when is that ever going to happen? Oh, I don't know. Somehow, some way, maybe. But, you know. I would love to do karaoke. We could do a karaoke thing at my place. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess we have, like, technically as a karaoke. It's a, it's a sound system, and there's mics, and you can sing into them. But I don't know. That sounds like all you need for karaoke. I guess that is all you need, yeah. And you can just like link your phone to the TV and you can play YouTube videos of whatever, (laughs) like of karaoke versions of your favorite songs and just sing to that. Just write a little program that generates a random number and then records it as your score. Or we can just not do scoring. No, no, there is scoring. It's just random. Well, then. Don't tell anyone it's random. What's the point of that then? It doesn't. I don't, I'd rather just be like, "Yeah, we're having fun. We're oh yeah, no, that's on. all. It's all good and fun." But yeah. then someone wins, <laughs> and then it, it makes it not fun anymore. Nah, no. Nah. Their prize will be peanuts. 
on the bright side, at least, not, like, at least since we went to that Thai place, we know for sure that no one's allergic to peanuts. That's true. Yeah. That's the surefire test to see if you're allergic to peanuts is to eat. Yeah, that's peanuts. how we. That's how that was part of the the weeding out process as a part of this company. Yeah, the other way safe. to do the other way to do that test is to go to Five Guys. Yeah, we go we go to Five Guys or a Thai place, and if you uh, die, then obviously you're not in you're not on the team anymore, right? That's how. Yeah, it works. you have to be able to use our equipment, which is constructed entirely of peanuts. Well, you run the risk since other people might like peanuts that you might die because you're touching the same mm, equipment that someone that had true. touched peanuts had had been using, and you're like, oh no, now my hand is dissolving. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm Matt, that's dying. a brutal peanut allergy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Just melt in the presence of the nut. I thought Five Guys was a burger place. It is a burger place, but they fry their their fries are fried in peanut oil. Oh, I mean, yeah, and more importantly, instead of decor, they just have industrial sized boxes of peanuts. Yeah, and you could just you munch on them if you feel like it. Yeah, there's peanuts literally everywhere in, in every Five Guys restaurant. Like, the, the floor is just caked with, like, peanut shells. Yeah, why is that? Why are people allowed to do that? Because there's so many peanuts. They're like, whatever, yeah, man. It adds to the decor. No... They're adding to the ambiance of peanut. It just makes everything look gross and messy, but I don't like it. I don't like that. The it really makes you just... feel like you're eating a peanut. It's the same kind of image where you go to a restaurant in China and everyone's just spitting on the floor. <laughs> what? I have never heard of I've never heard or seen of this. I don't know exactly, but I remember like in middle school one of my friends who hadn't taken a recent trip to China had apparently done had apparently witnessed something like that where he entered a restaurant and people were just spitting on the floor. It might have been like a more a local place rather than say like a tourist place. I guess. I don't know. I don't know how this stuff works. I've never been there. But that's what I was told that some time ago. Very, that sounds very strange to me. I've been to China, I've been to local places, I've been to tourist places. I I haven't really seen anything like that before. I don't know. That's all I've been told. <laughs> Maybe been that kid in middle school just, just complained about it, not knowing it is actually the famous spit-on-the-floor restaurant. It's possible still really gross. <laughs> the spit on the floor restaurant. I haven't heard of the Five Guys peanuts on the floor thing either. Races I haven't been to one before. Yeah, no, I, I assure you that one is real. As someone who's been to many Five Guys locations, there are always boxes and boxes and boxes, t literal tons of peanuts. That's so weird. I didn't It's just their decor is peanut, peanut boxes and they're open. That's so weird to me. You're at right, it's glance, weird to me too. At first glance, it does not look like a peanut place. It, well, I don't know why they decided that they're entirely. No, it's like, no, you, you misunderstand. They are a burger place. They don't serve yeah. peanuts. It's just, there's a fuck ton of peanuts and you could eat them if you want. Yeah. Unrelated to the peanuts. burger place. Yeah. But also they fry everything in peanut oil, so that's also like a... a that yeah, maybe that's why they do that. Or it's completely unrelated, and they're just like, boy, howdy, I feel, peanuts. I feel like that has to be... There's a reason why. There must be some connection, some kind of association or correlation that... that like, I don't know, maybe they thought, like, Five Guys will be the place 
will be the peanut burger place. I don't know why, but like it seems to be a running theme that everything about that place has something know. to do with peanuts. Some some madman magician in marketing realized how incredibly cheap buying peanuts in bulk is and decided that it'd just be cheaper than decor and cheaper than appetizers and it would look good to have like just free food there. And they're just like they're just like fill the room with peanuts, dude. Do you think Five Guys presses their own peanut oil because they just have that many peanuts? <laughs> do they also order the thing peanut is peanuts like their peanuts? Peanuts last so long before they go bad that I don't know if they'd have any pressure to press the peanuts. Ha, <laughs> pressure. But I mean, I don't know if it would even be monetarily worth it for them to press their own peanut oil because both peanuts and peanut oil are cheap. Mm-hmm. Well, there's probably a reason why it's cheap. No one's buying it because it's a giant allergen. Mm-hmm. It's a very relevant. Why? It's a very relevant. Pretty. I, I hate to say, call it popular, but it's a. Uh, it's yeah. It's common. I guess it's a common allergy. It is. That a lot of people have that. It's just kind of like. Because like I can't I can't go there very often because you know if we I can't go as a family or I can't grab stuff for the entire yeah. family because my both of my siblings are allergic to peanuts. So. Yeah, it really is a shame that so many people are allergic to peanuts, considering just like how efficient of a foodstuffs it is. Just like economically to grow peanuts is like excellent. It grows great on exceedingly shitty farmland, makes it better farmland, and it's really cheap, and it grows almost everywhere. It does make me wonder, though. I mean, there are people that obviously have a nut allergy, but I feel like of all of the various different nut allergies, as well as peanut allergies, because peanuts are a legume, they're not a nut, but um, why is a pe- why are peanut allergies, they seem to be, why do they seem to be more common than any other nut allergy? I don't know. Um, That's a peculiarity. Allergies are really freaking weird. They could literally appear or disappear at any time at your life with no indicator and no genetics. It's just like this weird, constant, like very low stakes gamble that all people have throughout their lives to randomly develop allergies. Um, Really for anything. And you can be allergic to most things, I mean. It's just weird. And it could be any like amount of severity. Like, I am exceedingly mildly allergic to gluten, you know? And that one is borderline genetic, even though that both neither of my parents have it. But me and my sister do. Mm-hmm. It, it's, uh, allergies are really fucking weird, dude. And you're allergic, and people are allergic to things for different reasons, too, and in different ways. Like, I am allergic to peanuts because my immune's not peanuts. I'm allergic to gluten because my immune system thinks it's a disease and it tuckers itself out if it's constantly trying to uh, like white blood cell away the gluten in my body. As opposed to other things which just literally give you a rash where your skin is just like this is death and irritant remove. And there's like also people who are have multiple allergies or oh, have yeah. like an extremely long list of allergies. Yeah, you could get any amount of allergies at any time in your life. Like, what are the odds of someone just ending up with like yes with I a have, billion you know, allergies? Pretty yeah, low. Yeah, like I'm allergic to not me, but I know someone who is allergic to like peanuts, corn, um, God, what else? Those are the two that I remember. But she's allergic to way more yeah, than peanuts, just those two corn. things. Peanuts, yeah. corn. Uh, Ones that affect your life the most are like soy 
egg are probably some of the worst. My sister is also allergic to soy, but she's only she's not allergic if it's fermented soy. Yeah. So she can eat miso and soy sauce and things mm-hmm. like that. But if it's if it's not fermented soy, uh, she breaks out. If it's soy used in like a lot of processed foods, is that a problem? Yeah, a lot of stuff that has soy in it, she's not allowed to eat. So yeah, you have to be very cautious when buying stuff. But yeah, it's like you know, it's okay. Yeah. I don't understand why soy is so popular. It's the same thing with like you can't. We also can't buy vegetable oil because vegetable oil, despite being called vegetable oil, has soy. Is soy. No, well, it's just straight up soybean oil. Ah, I so see. We can't, it's just, we can't use it's it just to cook the cheapest either. thing that's legal now. Yeah, I don't understand why. Like, why is it advertised as vegetable oil when the only ingredient is soybeans? I don't know because they don't want people to associate it with anything in particular. Just the generically healthy vegetable. Yeah. Is is vegetable oil some kind of propaganda, some kind of thing to shield the masses from the truth? The only vegetable that exists is soy. I mean, uh, Crisco was originally cottonseed oil, and it was very exciting because it was one of the ways to actually use another part of cotton, which was very widely grown in the uh, slave plantations at the time. Mm. Um... But eventually it's turned into various other oils as cottonseed oil was deemed more or less uh, unhealthy, borderline poison, you know, that sort of thing. Wow. I mean, there's massive demand for um, fats that are solid at all temperatures Mm -hmm. just because it could be used so efficiently with processed foods. But um, the overwhelming majority of them historically have a short amount of time that they're in circulation because as studies go on, people find out that they're radically unhealthy or cause long-term health problems. And unfortunately, it's almost impossible to avoid them at this, at this point just because they're so thoroughly circulated. Uh, right now, the one that, that uh, gets used is uh, palm oil, which is there are these... Uh, I think they're actually palm trees... And they have these fruits that look vaguely like coconut, but you open them up and there's just, like, disgusting slime grease in the middle, and that's palm oil. I think it's vaguely orange in the middle. I can't say that I've encountered anything. Well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that we're pretty adamant about just, like, well, of course, we check a lot of labels because we Hmm. have allergy. We have allergies in the family. Yeah. How did we get here? (laughs) Why you know, are we man, talking about allergies, allergies all of a sudden? We're talking about Five Guys because we talked about, oh, yes, because we were talking about time places and we're like, oh, the way to uh, weed people out of mm. of the, of the our of our development team is to feed them peanuts and see if they die. True. Um, I yeah, I mean, that's, that's why we had to downsize. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the strong survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it used to be twice as large of a team before we went to the, that Thai place. Yeah, no, it's it's a. Yeah, we left group. half of our team at that Thai place. Yeah, they're all gone. Yeah. Aren't we lucky? Yeah. Well, I don't think luck had anything to do with it, considering that we perpetrated the test in the first place. Is this some kind of like this is is that a thing that you could do in a death game scenario like you force everyone to eat peanuts and like 50% of the of the contestants die cuz they're allergic? Could I mean we, you could do that. I don't think it's that high of a percent. I think the 
or you'll get. I think people food. allergic to peanuts is more like five in a hundred or or less. See, maybe I'm 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 up in the numbers because I think it's that common. Mainly, probably just because I'm surrounded by people who can't eat them that I just think, oh, the entire world must be just like this. Yeah, I f- I uh, feel like. I have no way to back this up, and I don't know if this is an outdated and out-remembered statistic, but I feel like the one I remember is uh, one in three people have an allergy of any kind, and overwhelmingly it's a grass allergy or a pollen allergy. Mm. Pollen allergies and grass allergies are weird, though, because like there's a difference between being allergic to them and everyone is like very vaguely irritated by them, just because... like. If a chunk of plant life enters your eye or nose, you will be irritated, but that's not an allergy. Yeah, it's if it's noticeably irritating and causing issues. Like how people can be allergic to bees, which is much different than just the general irritation of being stung by a bee. Mm -hmm. I know for a fact that I'm not allergic. I've been stung twice, and I'm, I'm alive still, so... I don't know if I've ever been stung by a bee. No, I certainly have. It's painful. It really hurts. It's hard to get a stinger out, too. Hey, that that means that it's an effective defense mechanism. Yeah. Is it? For the the good of the hive. (laughs) For the good of the the hive. That's like a... I forget what the name of those organisms are called, but the ones... Not, well, not there's an actual scientific name not called the hive mind, but it's, um, you know, it's it's like kind of the opposite of how humans tend to operate, where self-preservation is usually a priority. Yeah. Whereas in the case of a lot of hive mind animals like bees or ants, uh, they're full for some reason they have this innate instinct. It has something I don't know exactly what it is. Um. Their like innate they instinct this... to not fuck it up for every other one. Yeah, they're just if it, if their if their sacrifice would be for the good of the hive, they're willing to do it, mm. and they just disregard any sense of self-preservation. Um, I feel like it has something. To, I don't remember exactly, but I feel like it had something to do with the fact that, like, well, it has to do with the fact that they're a hive mind. But the way that like queens work in that is that essentially bees can be born without. Bees can reproduce without sexual, without like a sexual reproductive process. Technically, um, the 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 queen lays eggs, and if the eggs go unfertilized, they're born female. But if they do be, they are if they are fertilized by a drone bee, then they are born male. Mm. And so it has something to do with the fact that all of these bees, most of the bees in a hive, are essentially all half clones of the queen. Yeah. That amount that like accounts for why they have such a hive mind for the good of the queen for the good of the hive and that's why they're willing to sacrifice themselves. Yeah, and most um, most insects that work that way, when there's just no queen for an amount of time, just chemically one of them is just chosen as the queen, and then they just turn into a queen version. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Life finds a way. You know how all, you know, Jurassic Park or, or just frogs, because that's the basis of why Jurassic Park ended up being destroyed <laughs> or ended up having problems. Yeah, this is quite a bummer. Yeah, all because, you know. Why all, couldn't it have just been a fun dinosaur amusement park and just worked, man? 
Well, the thing is, is that they tried to make it work. That's what they did. But for some reason, the scientists didn't think that, like, they didn't think about what they were doing with all, like, yo, we're going to, we're going to supplement the missing parts of our dinosaur genome with frog DNA, not really realizing that, huh, what if the parts of these DNA is the part that also makes the animals change gender if there is a giant gender disparity? Scientists, um, friends, please just use chickens. It'll be easier, and you won't have that problem. Well, I don't know. For some reason, frogs. Although chickens, like the thing is, is that are, I don't even think that frogs are even no, related to dinosaurs. No, chickens are like one of the closest things we have to dinosaurs yeah. right now. Chickens are way close, more closely related to dinosaurs than frogs. That's very odd. Michael Crichton. I mean, the other side of it is they're. Um, Dinosaurs' closeness to birds and frogs. When was this Jurassic Park written? Uh, I want to say like sometime decade? in the 80s. 80s? I mean, that was Let's less common here. knowledge than it is now. Jurassic like, even Park. as early as in, like, the 90s, like, I think people... I don't know about the cutting-edge science... I don't know about the cutting-edge scientists. I'm sure they had some clues, but, like... Most people, even, like, scientifically-minded people, weren't too tuned in to how how dinosaurs were almost birds some dinosaurs were very bird-like that's yeah. why we have an entire um we have an entire division of dinosaurs called bird-like hipped dinosaurs yeah i forget the name i'm gonna go look that up right now bird-like hip dinosaur what is the name of this thing ornithians ah uh, yes that one Ornithistians. Yeah, they have bird-like hips. And they're very, they're bird-like. I forget which ones they are, but there are some for sure there's gotta be, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, there's many dinosaurs that are like birds is what comes dinosaurs. to my mind. Which ones are Ornithistians? I think there was some revelation in like the 2000s or 2010s that like many 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 dinosaurs were feathered and probably quite colorful mm-hmm. oh it's all it's it's the bird-like hips but it seems to me that a lot of the dinosaurs that were ornith ornithistian also had beaks mm-hmm. like uh what are they called the 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 class of dinosaurs with the shield-like skull the the triceratops family i forget what they're called they're part of the, I don't know which one of these terms is supposed to describe the the, the freaking head, the skull shape. I'm sorry, I was not nearly enough of a dinosaur nerd to uh, know, like, any of these terms. Ceratopsi, ceratopsid, that's what, that makes sense. Why would it not be that one? <laughs> I don't know, why would it not be that one? Ceratopsian dinosaurs, ceratops, hor- wait, horn face? Wait, that... I don't know what ceratopsian even means. I don't know. What? I don't have an inkling. The... I don't know much about dinosaurs. I was a dinosaur. Oh shit! Ryan's a dinosaur. A I was a dinosaur. That's going kid. on the notepad. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm learning yes, a lot a about my friends kid. this episode. My favorite dinosaur it was always the Brontosaurus until it was like that wasn't a real dinosaur until they said no wait it actually is its mm. own dinosaur and so. I guess I like the Brontosaurus still. Nice. It's a fun one. I like the long neck and the long tail, man, and the you know the quadruped, the quadrupedal nature of it. 
It's a nice dinosaur. It is. Everyone's like, I like the T-Rex. And you're like, wow, what a normie, am I right? <laughs> In the world of dinosaur <laughs> kids, the guys, who's, the people who say that the T-Rex is their was, favorite dinosaur. Was there, on your elementary school class, was there, like, slander about his favorite dinosaur <laughs> No, the, oh, these are obviously all my own thoughts that I kept to myself. Because, you know... <laughs> Were you trash-talking other kids for their dinosaur favorites? Obviously, the kids who liked the T-Rex were the basic dinosaur lovers. Because they just like the, ah, it's all big, and it's got sharp teeth, it's it's and it eats things, it's so cool. And it I, always li- I always liked the Triceratops. Is that also a normie dinosaur? No, I can respect a Triceratops. I can respect a Triceratops. Because I like rhinos, and it looks like a rhino. That makes sense to me. But you see, like, yeah, but people who are just like, I like the T-Rex. You're like, yeah, what a basic, what a basic dinosaur lover. Didn't even dive that deep down. Just like, us, oh, it's, it's called the King Dinosaur. I like the King Dinosaur. Is it I'm called like, the King Dinosaur? Well, yeah, Tyrannosaurus, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's called the Tyrant Lizard. And also Rex means king. So, Tyrant. So it's lizard, the King Lizard King. king. It's just because it's big and ferocious. But it's like, yeah, there are better dinosaurs than that. There are ones that have better designs. Like it has, it, like oh, it's got a tail and it's got giant jaws and it's got powerful. It crunches arms. things and has funny its hands. Arms are lacking. It's not an all rounder. No. Couldn't it's be a strive character. Defense. Yeah. Tiny arms. T- a big head and tiny arms. <laughs> and chances are, its jaws weren't that powerful either because its head was so big. And in order to have any sort of actual good biting power to actually, like, get, like, to have good biting power, you need to have, you know, facial muscles that are able to support that giant jaw and head. From my rudimentary dinosaur knowledge, I was under the impression that a T-Rex mostly was just a scavenger who screamed at other dinosaurs and tackled them for things that were already dead. Yeah, it's just, just kind of big and that's all Because it's, it's got, got good legs. Yeah, that's it. It's it's probably a good runner, and it's it can eat things. That's like what it's own. It's <laughs> Qualifications all its can run, can eat. I'm gonna put yeah. that on my next job resume. Therefore, it can live, but it's yeah. not an effective. It's not an effective design. I think everything that was existent was effective to an extent. Well, obviously, well, obviously, none of those things are effective because they all got wiped out and died because of a single uh, natural disaster, and so a single natural disaster. Almost everything, yeah. every time there was a natural disaster, it was just gone. Yeah, well, that means that the the life form, the organisms that were existing at the time, couldn't adapt well enough, and so they all died out. And that's okay. what dinosaurs are. Almost here. every single thing that's meteors. Up? Yes, meteors and. Yeah kicking dust up into the atmosphere, blocking the sun yeah. out. They're cold-blooded, you know, reptiles, and so they They just died. got really chilly, and there's nothing yeah. to eat. Yep. Yeah, almost every single thing that's really old and has existed that long is just, like, something that lives really deep in the ocean, just because historically the ocean is ridiculously stable. Yeah. It's just like natural disasters just don't affect the ocean. Water is just too difficult to penetrate. Yeah. But the plesiosaur, an aquatic dinosaur-looking reptile that was mm. supposed to have roamed the seas, did die, though. It doesn't exist. Probably because... It was fucking huge? It's huge and not very functional. The freaking neck did not... The, the fact <laughs> that it had uh, flippers did not really circumvent the fact that it's got a long neck and tail like a brontosaurus or a typical sauropod. Yeah. 
that it can't it's not just not a good design it doesn't yeah. matter like sea turtles are a better design than that because they're more hydrodynamic yeah. really the the thing about seeing what underwater things when exist is the trend seems to be that underwater huge carnivores just do badly yeah it's like because what's the biggest underwater carnivore right now orca uh the blue like whale a tuna. is the largest is the blue whale actually a carnivore i thought that it's was carnivorous uh... it eats krill Oh, I see. I th I thought it yeah. was just a filter feeder, like most other whales. Nah, it it uh, I see. uses the bristles to catch krill, and then it eats those things. Honestly, I don't. That's know still how kind much... of a filter feeder. Yeah, it is, but it, I mean something that actually neat. engages in like a chase. I I guess goes uh. in um. It's not that the other ones aren't carnivores. I guess more of a predator, a large yeah. predator. It's a very unsuccessful. The orca goes for like seals. Yeah, and, and I think or I think carnivorous. orcas are bigger than like the biggest carnivorous sharks. Yeah, maybe the whale shark though. Unless it's I don't know, is there like a really fucking huge kind of tuna? No, I don't think tunas get that big. They are <laughs> they're big for fish. <laughs> Yeah, giant carnivores t tend to be really bad because there's like a lot of gigantic carnivore predators that are just gone. They're just not effective, I guess. Yeah, there's there, not there's enough shit not to eat. a lot of them. Yeah. It's too hard. <laughs> too difficult. Using yeah. too much energy. Well, that's why, well, you know, like the, the food chain and how that works, right? Is that most likely, you know, once you get to like the second level... Uh, once you get to, like, what is it, the second level yeah. organism or something like that, as you go higher up the food chain, there's less and less... The population is less and less of those organisms because mm. they're harder to support, and so only yeah. if you ever survive. Only if you... Yeah, yeah but you go, I don't know, like, part of me is surprised that, that it, like, doesn't work at all, that there'd just be, like, a really big carnivore that would just, like, eat whales, you know? But that just, like, doesn't happen. It, it, in, like every environment there just seems to be like big herbivore that has no problems in the world yeah because, because the carnivores that's... just can't get big enough to eat that that herbivore yeah and well being herbivorous is i mean just talking it's about much you know, easier it's more diets. energy efficient yeah plant-based diets are more sustainable than carnivorous diets yeah and so you know it's it's better for the environment. Oh God, am I going to preach for plant-based? Carnivores diets? are also the environment. <laughs> they are, but the thing is, is that I don't know their their source of food isn't reliable. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones who play these weird games for their food instead of just munching on green things. Yeah, I mean the most successful intelligent animal in the entire world is omnivorous. And some of them are herbivorous because they partake in plant-based diets. Yep. So, obviously, uh, herbivore, herbivoration, God, that sounds like a really weird, herbivoration does not sound like a word. <laughs> Herb brothers. Herb brothers. Uh, well, yeah, that, well, the, obviously, the ability to consume plant material is quite valuable in a long-surviving organism. Yep. 
because uh, the most populous organism on the planet can do that. Yeah, most um, most omnivorous animals don't really use the carnivore side all that much. Just like occasionally eat bugs, mm-hmm. maybe like scavenge something, because it's like a lot of the omniv omnivorous bears like will just never hunt anything it's like gorillas really never hunt anything yeah well some bears the grizzly bears will you know yeah catch salmon yeah that's that's a less common thing for a bear to do grizzlies are kind of interesting because they do that like almost almost always if they can really Mm -hmm. pretty much every other bear will go like holy fuck fruit there's a dead bird over here score you know that kind of thing yeah and there's the, the extremes the pandas are just like all herbivore and yeah, then the, the is, polar uh, bears are just like all carnivore the, the thing about pandas is that I don't believe they're actually bears hold on I thought that was a, a thing really? about them I was under the impression they were but it's not like I've actually checked because there's red pandas, which are not bears. They are but I bears. thought panda pandas were bears. Okay, so they are true bears. So for decades, the precise taxonomic classification of the giant panda was under debate because it shares characteristics with both bears and raccoons, like the red panda. However, molecular studies indicate that the giant panda is indeed a true bear. So it is a part of the family Ursidae. So it is a bear. Cool. Welcome to the bear club, bear. Well, I can I can talk about pandas as well because I think it, pandas, alongside you know other animals, are uh, stupid and we don't need them. <laughs> I mean, pandas were doing great when there was more nature, but with the rise of humanity, they're uh, not doing well. But then humanity is like, wow, we love this adorable bear. It's not and even that spent, cute. And they've spent actual billions. Of dollars to make sure that this bear exists more. While so many other species have just gone extinct that have an arguably much more significant impact on various environments. Yeah, but no, we gotta play God because we wanna see yeah. we wanna see the cute ones, the pretty ones. Those are the ones that deserve to live. God, humans are awful, aren't they? They just like <laughs> all the pretty stuff. Yeah, it's why is like, human society so based off of beauty? St- be- why is be- why are beauty standards so prevalent in human society? Jeez. And the and the weird thing is, we even agree to it to an extent because there's some species that we just like don't think twice at like effectively guaranteeing that they'll go extinct. Like there's a lot of species of frog that live like on one mountaintop pond. Like the entire history of this frog is this mountaintop pond this frog lives here. And then it's like the second humanity touches that pond, they're basically just done, and they just do yeah. it. And they don't even think twice about it, it's not a problem. And then they say, you know, well, that 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 species was just gonna go extinct anyway. And then there's shit like the panda. I I have so many hang-ups with pandas because they're... They, if anything, pandas are trying to die, is, is honestly what I'm seeing. <laughs> They're trying to kill themselves. They're trying to go extinct by themselves because aside from having probably the worst diet ever in bamboo that offers no nutritional value to them, but for some reason they're just obsessed with the stuff. The fact that you can't even try to inseminate a female panda in order to 
make them give birth to another panda is uh, sometimes a completely wasted effort because the female panda can just choose to not get pregnant or stop yeah. their pregnancy. And so if they don't want to reproduce, they'll just not reproduce. Yeah. I mean, the others, that's like the adorable version that like gets mass marketed to people. I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. really, it just means that there aren't any pandas that think they're in an environment to raise children because they want to be in huge swaths of forest. And that just yeah. doesn't exist anymore. I'm going to raise this baby in this cage that I'm kept yeah, in. Yeah, they're like, no, that sounds awful. That sounds dumb. Why are you trying to do this to me, stupid humans? Yeah. Why can't I just die in peace? <laughs> trying to give me a baby? Yeah, pretty much. Pandas are just, like, way less efficient koalas and uh, raccoons and uh, sloths. I also hate koalas. Because they're in the same boat as pandas. And, I mean, you can make the argument that there's some species of koala that are actually doing quite well, but yeah, they're weird. I do not like koalas. I don't think they're cute at all. They look dumb. Oh, no. How do I put it? (laughs) The cuteness of a koala can only be gained from, like, a zoo or from a distance. If you go next to a koala, they're disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) They make awful noises. Their shit is horrid because they eat poison all day. <laughs> the babies are always covered in shit because that's how they eat. They eat their parents' poop. Oh. I did not even know that. Yeah, koalas are vile, man. It's like flamingos. Flamingos are only beautiful in the zoo, but they literally live in mud. They're They're naturally just, like, drawn to the smelliest environment possible. That's why zoos never have like, ceilings for flamingos, even though they could easily get out. Flamingos just, like, want to stand in the most disgusting water they can find. No one... Nothing eats flamingos because they're gross. (laughs) Man, Eric's learning so many things today. Like I want to learn. I don't know if I want to learn these things today. <laughs> pandas can can be not. Can, pandas can stop being pregnant. Koalas literally raise their kids in their own poop, and uh, he learned how to pronounce the word "tie." Tie. Tie. Getting ready. Good work with that. Bow tie. Tie. That's how I say. Tie. Tie. Wait, hold on. So, what about the fact that flamingo? So, what are the color of like flamingos raised in captivity? Are they still pink? Yeah, they're still pink. So they still eat a diet that is similar to what they eat. I guess that makes sense if they eat something similar to what they eat. In yeah, the zoos zoos try to go for accuracy where possible, and it's not like krill are even remotely expensive. That's why, like, almost every zoo has flamingos, because they're, like, one of the cheapest animals to make. You just literally make a pile of horrible, disgusting mud and fill it with krill. And then you also attract ducks to your zoo, which makes people happy. Yay, ducks. Ducks. I like ducks. Yeah, everyone loves ducks. I don't know why. Did you know that their penises are, like, all corkscrewy? You know that ducks are, like, (laughs) actually super effective fish-hunting predators? I know that. Yeah, did you what, know what, what was that about the dicks? Okay, so um, <laughs> during mating season, what happens is that during mating seasons, um, it has to do with the fact that for some reason female ducks are also really hard to impregnate because apparently their their vaginal opening or their I guess it's more their their cer- well 
what do you call it? I guess they're the vaginal walls. The, the pathway to their uterus is okay. labyrinthine in nature. And so okay. in order to navigate this labyrinth that is the inside of a du the, the pathway to a duck's uterus, uh, the, the male ducks have to have a penis that is able to navigate that. And so it's, it's twisty and corkscrewy so that it can navigate the vaginal maze, the cloacan maze. Yeah, ducks are it. weird. Yeah. And once mating season is over, their penises fall off. What? Yeah, they detach. Because they grow them at the beginning of every mating season, and they detach at the end of the mating season. Can you imagine if a duck had to like swim around with that thing? It'd be horrible. They wouldn't survive nearly as long as they did. So they uh, developed the ability to both grow and, and detach their genitalia. It's very weird, yes, but it's yeah, an effective very system. Weird. We're going to title this episode, Eric Learns About Animals. Oh, God. And Thailand. Zoology Mainly just the animals. Lesson. Yeah, <laughs> Eric's zoology lesson. Let's see, what other fun but gross animal facts can we think of that Eric might not know? I don't know anything about animals. I've, okay. barely, I've barely interacted with any animals in my entire life. I've, I, can, I can... I remember, I've only pet a dog and cat exactly one time and it was the same day and like the same hour and it was at the at college in one of the provost houses because i was invited for some tea party for some reason and they had a black dog and a black cat there and it was the first time i actually pet a dog and a cat so, nice but besides that i've not had any interactions with many animals at all what did you do? What were your interests as a kid? Because you weren't a dinosaur kid. You weren't. In, you didn't pet any animals until you were an adult. Uh, I wanted to become a doctor, and I played piano. Ah, very is good. That, <laughs> is that it? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't. I don't remember much of what I liked back then. I mean, I can I can say so many things. As you can see, I mean, I am a dinosaur. I liked dinosaurs. He's a dinosaur. I wasn't even a normie dinosaur lover. I liked the brontosaurus. The no one liked the brontosaurus. I can the get behind people who like lovers. literally anyone who likes the T Rex is just a basic dinosaur lover. You're getting called out, but it's the truth. If you like the T-Rex, you're a, you're basic. You didn't you didn't dive that far because honestly the T-Rex is the least cool dinosaur. The only thing cool about it is its name and that's it. Every other dinosaur I would argue is way cooler than the T-Rex. Mm. It's just big. That's the only thing it's got going for it. And I get that kids are like I like the big thing and I like that it has <laughs> like, sharp teeth. But I mean it maybe it has something to do with Hey, me. they're the like one who of, got a movie made after him. There were a bunch of dinosaurs in Jurassic Park, though. Yeah, but the T-Rex. I would say the Velociraptor is more, more, more relevant than the T-Rex. No, 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 no. The T-Rex no. didn't even kill anyone. No, 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 but the T-Rex Its jaws and teeth weren't strong enough. Yeah, well, it didn't actually kill anyone. People died from the Velociraptors. No one died from the T-Rex. The one yeah, person whatever. who got bitten by a T-Rex or was held in a T-Rex's mouth, he survived. <laughs> what a cool guy. Yeah, but no, it has, it has, it's because the biting power of a T-Rex isn't that strong. <laughs> it's just big. That's it. 
It has no killing potential. Unless it uses its feet, but of course it wouldn't, because it mm. thinks, ah, oh, my big giant head and teeth must be enough, but it's not. Stupid T-Rex. <laughs> Freaking idiot. Yeah, when I was a kid, I more liked animals. I didn't really care about extinct animals. I liked mm-hmm. animals, though. I still do. What Actually, I'm wondering, what was... Because, like, I know a lot of people, some, like, adults, but also, like, why were, ki- why were kids... Why were a lot of kids? I won't say all, all of them, because obviously I'm sitting next to two people who didn't one didn't have any interest in dinosaurs and one and the other one didn't seem to have any interests in anything at all besides <laughs> hey, piano <doctoring>. and <laughs> be, be playing piano and becoming a doctor i played uh, piano part I didn't kid, have. but i hated it it did not happen but yeah. that seems like my only interest was i'm gonna be a doctor someday you just sit in a room I can just, I'm imagining little Eric sitting in like a, a small room. There's a piano there and he's just like slamming it with his hands and he's saying, I'm going to be a doctor someday. And he does that for 18 years and then he goes to college. Oh, very good. I mean, See, if, I, if I became a doctor, I could be Doctor Who. You um, could be Doctor Who. Ah, uh, shit. You would have been a Doctor Who. Why didn't you do happen. that? Why didn't you become happen. a doctor? Okay, I'm actually happy I didn't become a doctor because of all the crap that is going on. It seems so scary yeah. to be a doctor. Why? Right Why did you spend so much time playing piano? Why didn't you study to be a doctor more? Oh, more I don't even really? play piano anymore. I stopped playing piano ever since college because I didn't bring. I couldn't bring it with me. Yeah, I stopped yeah. piano when I started college too. Okay, back to the question that I was going to say though. What was so? enticing about dinosaurs that most kids were like into them i don't know giant them? lizards i i um, guess that's it because you see lizards around all the time and you're like holy fuck one but 10 feet tall i think it's just a really big animal cool to be honest that's probably it yeah i mean i had a friend in a high school through elementary school and she her entire time going through all of it loved dinosaurs and wanted nothing more to be a paleontologist and she actually is going to college to do that now so it just stuck that's right yeah Hmm. i don't know a lot of kids like it yeah what i mean a lot of kids just generically like animals too I guess so, but dinosaurs was a craze. I, uh, most kids have some kind of dinosaur craze. I don't know, I blame, I blame the dinosaur toys. There's so many dinosaur toys and dinosaur patterns. It could be, but like, I mean, there, it still doesn't really explain I think it's why. Very, I think it's very easy to control in a, like, at a societal level what a kid will mm-hmm. think is exciting by just making toys and designs look like that. Well, the thing is, is that I feel like that's not necessarily, it's not, that's not in, that's more in response to a dinosaur craze, not the cause of a dinosaur craze. So there must have been something that just caused dinosaurs to just be like, oh my God, kids think this is really cool. Mm. And then they're like, well, we got to capitalize on the fact that a lot of kids like this. And so we're going to make toys and and bed sheets and and everything. And race car beds. Some combination, some combination of like. It's inherently very exciting to a child because it's an animal, which is, like, interesting and different. You maybe have a pet, but, like, it's also related to a science, so a parent will, like, generally encourage it. As opposed to, like, if they're really into race cars, then it's like, yeah, it's just a toy, you know? 
But, like, you get the... I feel like a lot of kids at one time have gotten the line, you know, if you're really interested in dinosaurs, that's something that you could, like, study when you grow up, you know? I guess that could be encouraged as well. I also did, like, na- race cars at some point. Mm. I was I was into NASCAR. Although, the thing is, is that I didn't really care. I thought the sport and watching it on TV was boring. I just, like... I guess it's just because I was like, oh, cars, they're cool. I they're like Hot Wheels. Fun. I didn't like real cars or NASCAR yeah. very much. I liked Hot Wheels, though. Yeah, I didn't even know what the guys... Actually, I think what happened was, like, I don't know what it was, but I was disappointed when I actually saw the faces of the racers who race their cars. I'm like, oh, they're just people. Damn, I I hoped they worked for, like, Transformers. (laughs) Something like that. I guess, like, some amount of kayfabe was broken because of it. (laughs) Are you aware of the term kayfabe? Anyone? What is kayfabe? So kayfabe describe it's a it's a pro wrestling term. It's the suspension of disbelief and the you know the full belief that you're kind of into something. Um, I guess it's the same kind of thing that gets you uh, you know uh, engaged in a piece of fiction. I would argue that that's some amount of kayfabe, but it, it's different with pro wrestling because in pro wrestling it's you like you know. They're they're actual people. And yeah. They're they're yeah the the real people. It's closer so to like, like actors in movies, I'd say some form yeah. of live theater. The modern version of live theater is pro wrestling. Yeah. And so kayfabe is like that suspension of disbelief where you kind of accept everything that happens in like pro wrestling as non-fiction even though you obviously know that it is fiction. So that you get you know you get hype for the big moments. You yeah. kind of don't care that everything you accept is staged. It. Yeah. So your suspension of disbelief. Yeah. And, I mean, why did I say that again? What was I talking about? I just completely forgot. You were talking about wrestlers and dinosaurs. I don't know, man. Oh, yeah, that's right. race cars. Yeah. I think seeing the faces of those people kind of just destroys that for me. It's the same thing with, like, I guess... um, voice actors who are in a lot of things now it's no law it's it's now it's like oh it's that person so you picture that person doing the voice rather than getting engrossed Mm. in the character that they're playing and that's like it's gonna happen because obviously you know if you have a good actor people are gonna want to use them and they might garner some popularity but at the same time i have this like argument that like you know it would be more special if that person didn't come up so often because like the thing is is that also um a lot of voice act like some like I guess the main example that I can think of currently is Space Jam Two. I did not watch the movie, but I saw that commercial where they're like featuring LeBron James, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, and Zendaya as Lola Bunny, and you're like, wait, hold on, why was you're the not only just person- gonna give a shout out to who voices Bugs and Daffy? <laughs> Yeah, they're just, they're only saying, like, oh, look, here, look, it's no, they Zendaya, have, she's no, playing Lola. But, like, just like LeBron James, <laughs> Daffy and Bugs are just them, that's them, That's the That's the thing, though, is that it's that it's kayfabe. It's got to be some amount of kayfabe. And the thing is, is that by showing that this person, like, if you advertise that Zendaya or some person is voicing this character, now it's no, now it's kind of broken. You're no longer thinking this, like, oh, it's just Lola Bunny. You're thinking, oh no, it's Zendaya in a Lola Bunny costume skin yeah. CG I thing. Don't, I don't love the celebrity voice actor movement. I think it's kind of weird. Yeah, and I don't like the advertising of it as that, because then you lose <laughs> that sense of, you lose that kayfabe when you're like, oh, that's just, that's like, oh, yeah. that's obvious. I don't, I don't like even track. really care if they advertise it or not. It's just like, 
me watching a movie and I'm like, that guy's just the rock. What happened? You know? Yeah. yeah like I've had this Moana. issue too. Like very recently, I watched a new Matrix movie starring Keanu Reeves as Neo. And all I saw throughout the movie when I saw Neo, I was like, oh, it's Keanu Reeves. It doesn't look like Neo to me. It just looks like Keanu Reeves to me. It was, it was just a very weird movie experience just seeing Keanu Reeves do all this stuff. The thing is, is that I think there's a disconnect between, well, I understand what you mean, because, yeah, like, if you see Keanu Reeves and other things, and you probably saw him from, like, other movies first, and you're like, I like Keanu Reeves as an actor, then you're like, no, yeah. I never but... even, I never even saw him as an actor before. I only saw him because of, what's that game that flopped? Cyberpunk. Oh, Cyberpunk? And, he, and, and the internet was blowing up over him being, like, such a nice wholesome person like you're beautiful something like that I think that's what yeah said. so that's how I, mean, I knew about keanu and then i see him in the matrix and like oh it's just keanu reeves I well, he's... Thing, he was he was always been a part of the matrix series but I, yeah he? i get it is you, you see them as a person and you're like well this is different because like if the character behaves very differently from how you think the actor would behave then you're like whoa they're being real mean or something like that. Yeah, celebrity culture has always been something I, like, don't understand at all. It's like, I don't care about these people, man. Yeah, and then there's, know. like, the... Then there's, like, the other end of the spectrum on, like, VTuber stuff, which I think is also interesting, where on places like Hololive and stuff, like, big VTuber organizations and platforms, where VTubers get cancelled if, like, their real identity or face, or, like, stuff gets leaked out. It's, like, completely d a different mindset of the kayfabe you're talking about, of seeing these famous people in, uh, like, these movies and stuff, whereas in VTubers, you don't yeah. know who they are, but that's why you like them. Yeah, but that's the thing, is that when they're playing a character, it's I think it works better when it's not a live-action medium. So, like, VTubers or any animated thing, or things where, you know, it's not just a bunch of live action like a bunch of live it's not a live action performance it's the fact when they ever they advertise you or you listen to it and you realize like oh it's just this celebrity i think the illusion is broken and now you're not as immersed or engaged in the movie as you could be mm -hmm. if everything was like i am believing that they this is a character and this is a this is a character that's being played well the problem is is that a lot of celebrity actors don't do well with voice acting because they're not used to it voice acting has its own thing about it that makes it different, and you have to get into the character. You can't just be Zendaya as Lola Bunny. You have to be Lola Bunny. You just happen to be Zendaya. I, I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how well Zendaya did, but you know the way that I usually assume that those celebrity things go is, oh yeah, it's just Zendaya, except she looks like Lola Bunny. Um, and then, I mean, I guess like when the illusion is broken, people are like, oh my god, I can't believe it, I hate this now. Or it's, I don't know, it could be anything. I can think of, like, a multitude of different reasons why people get disappointed when the cover is blown for a VTuber. It doesn't make any sense, but sure. Um, but, yeah, it has something similar, where it's just, like... I guess it, it takes away from that illusion. It breaks the illusion yeah. when you realize, like, oh, it's this person. I guess. It's, it's strange. I think it's very strange how people react to it. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, I think we have run on for quite a long, quite a bit of time. So I think it's time to uh, sign off for this week. 
You can watch and listen to us live every Saturday at twitch.tv at Shatterpoint Games starting at around 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Maybe. Maybe we'll start doing that. I don't know. We'll see. But if you can't make it, no worries. New episodes go up on Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on all your favorite pat on all your favorite pat podcast pat podcasting platforms, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com/breaktimepodcast. Follow us on Twitter at ShatterpointGS if you want. Join us next week when we talk about whatever Jake's want to talk about. When we talk about whatever Jake wants to talk about. But until then, break time over. <laughs>